listening to American Slacker Podcast with Matt Gertz and Jesse Landers. So yeah, the uh, I don't know if the mic's gonna pick it up. That's the uh, that's kind of the reason I want to talk about Pineapple Express is like if you hear some sort of like banging or even a tree falling through my house, the podcast will continue. <laughs> oh yeah, we're gonna Mid-disaster. we're gonna wrap we're gonna wrap this episode up and then I'll deal with my cats being loose on the street. <laughs> Hopefully that's middle. not the case. I have this fear that this big ass tree is gonna come falling through my house when the wind gets whipping. I think everybody does if they have a tree like around their house. Like I got a couple around my house, and I'm always like, "Damn!" You just watch. Got it towards the back. You just watch them, and they're like swaying a little, and you're like, "Has it? Has it ever moved that much before?" Like you uh, never know. It doesn't look good. Could be all like dead in the middle and just give away. Hopefully Fuck not. Your day up. Yeah, we got the uh, the winds blowing in because it's the Pineapple Express, from what I heard the weatherman on the news say. Oh, that's a good good. <laughs> yeah, it's got. Well, that's the interesting thing is I wanted to quickly explore the idea of what the what Pineapple Express is. Um, as mentioned in the movie Pineapple Express, um, when it's the name of the marijuana that they're like using in the movie. And that's where a lot of people probably know that name from if they don't live on the West Coast and they don't deal with, like, these weather patterns. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's there's this one part that I always thought was funny between James Franco and Seth Rogen where he's like, it's this airfro that comes in from Hawaii and Canada. It gets the dirt and mixes in with the weed in a special way. It's very scientific. I won't go into it right now. Um, I fucking I love yeah, Saul so, uh, Silver. Yeah, <laughs> so... <laughs> I love that guy. Yeah, it's he's he's definitely a hilarious actor, and especially in that movie. Now he says it's all scientific, and he won't go into it. I will. First, I wanted to explain what Pineapple Express was. Uh, here's a description of it. Um, this is the weed first, not the weather pattern. Uh, Pineapple Express oh, right. <laughs> is a uh, flavorful uh, pair between Trainwreck and Hawaiian. Uh, so those are the hmm. parent strains. Um, it smells like. Fresh apple and mango with a taste of pineapple, pine, and cedar. <laughs> it sounds like we're Ooh. describing a nice wine right now. Um, but it's a sativa-dominant hybrid, and it gives a long-lasting energetic buzz, uh, yada, yada, yada. So fiction became reality when people saw that movie and I think just kind of started naming their weed that is how that yeah. ended up happening. Yeah, everybody can name a strain these days, so we run into that element of it. Um it definitely didn't exist before the movie. Yeah, I doubt that. Uh, yeah. So the weather pattern, though, is a strong storm that is a atmospheric flow. Uh, they actually call it atmospheric, atmospheric river um, that comes in from ho- the Hawaiian Islands to the Pacific coast of North America. And it brings warm temperatures, humidity, uh, rain, which we need. We're uh, we're in a drought out here. If you didn't if you didn't hear about that, folks, you're always in a drought out there. It's I, been I don't think you've ever not been in a drought. I feel like I think it's been like a five year drought. I want to say, uh, so yeah. it's good to get it. Hopefully, trees don't come crashing through my uh, my house. I'm hoping. Yeah, I'm hoping for you too. That would just be unpleasant, right? California's got some crazy weather because you know uh, we had those fires, so now like all the rain comes in and that causes landslides. Oh yeah, man, landslides are deadly. Uh, there was one up here in the Albany area, um, Rotterdam to be specific, and it uh, happened at a gas station, and a guy got totally encumbered in his vehicle, and you know he ended up passing away. Oh jeez. Then you know you would never expect it. He was just pulling off to a gas station to make a stop real quick. You know. That's crazy. Yeah, out here it's the it's drought, fire, rain, landslide. <laughs> so uh, that's uh, that's Pineapple Express. Just to give you an idea, from the movie to the weed to the weather pattern, we got Who you the covered. Fuck is this Dale Denton? <laughs> <laughs> I fucking you're love like, that movie. You're like a you're like a butler. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, that, that, that one's definitely a good quotable movie. Yeah, there's a million. It's my cat's birthday today. <laughs> oh, Danny McBride, man. Uh, that's like one of the first movies I actually like caught on to him. Yeah, he's a really he's a really funny actor too. He's bounding down. Oh my god, one of the most obnoxious shows. And, and he's been on a new HBO show recently uh, that I checked oh, out yeah. a little bit of. I I did watch a few um, episodes of Vice Principals. Yep, and uh, it, it's. It's interesting. It's funny. It's it's not eastbound and down, but it's pretty good. It's it's got an element of its own. It's got a lot going on. Yeah, yeah, definitely worth checking out. But uh, hello, people. I'm Matt. I'm Jesse. And again, this is American Slacker Podcast. Yeah, yeah. And we have uh, <laughs> some cool stuff going on for you today. Yeah, yeah. We actually have something new to introduce. Um. If you love what we put out, you know, if you like to see what we put out and hope to see put, see us put out better material and better content in general, we have opened a Patreon. Yeah, and uh, if you aren't aware of Patreon, Patreon is a website that allows people to uh, contribute to artists and uh podcasters and musicians and just uh basically you can find anything on Patreon to to help support and what we're using it for is just a way to sort of give back to you guys in different ways we have different tiers of uh, membership uh go check it out we have a link up on our website um you can click it it says patreon just give it a tap there and it'll send you over to the website uh we're hoping to get more up on there once we get shirts uh we're gonna have those available uh, as gifts yeah. to you guys. Yeah, different levels of things. Stickers, shirts, and we're going to look into other unconventional ideas as well, hopefully. Yeah, it'll. Uh, it, we're, we're hoping that it'll be a way that we can keep the podcast going and make it uh, even better in the future. Yeah, a little more interesting and fun. Hell yeah, so check out our Patreon. Um, we'll also put something up on Instagram about it, I'm sure. Yeah. Touch base on most of our social media outlet. Oh hell yeah! So, I have a new work schedule. I'm really, I'm really liking it. I'm enjoying it. It's making it interesting for uh, getting the podcast together and recording and whatnot. Yeah, it's changing it up. Uh, it's a nice change up from our old schedule. So I enjoy it. It gives us a little more leeway too. Yeah, it's uh, and I get to have a little bit more sleep. <laughs> which I appreciate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I bet. So if I sound more energetic, that might be why. Yeah. A little more pep in his step. Usually he's uh, yawning and I'm yawning at him. Yeah. I'm like, hey, hey, <laughs> we're not going to record if you're going to yawn, guy. Yeah, right. That's why I'm uh, always drinking so much coffee. Yeah. Ooh, well, we're big supporters of coffee here at American Slacker. Oh, definitely. Coffee and beer, I would say. And, and, oh, yeah. And a little bit of the smoke. Which uh, a little that pineapple express, right? Which uh, there there was an interesting thing that came about uh, at the turn of the new year here. Uh, someone decided to uh, turn the Hollywood sign into the Hollyweed sign. Oh man, That's- I loved it. Uh, at first, I thought it was a throwback to the like original, you know, time it happened in 1971. But like to see that somebody did it again, I love it. It's a big statement, you know. You're probably way more excited about it than me, right? That it's legal there. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely exciting. It was actually '76, uh, good, close. Enough. Oh, was it '76? I thought it was '71. It was in the '70s. At least that's what uh, the source that I have here has a whole bunch of different times. And this this sign's been altered tons and tons. So and many tons. times. I'm sure Hollywood has been multiple more than twice. You know, right? The uh, so someone changed it from Hollywood to Hollyweed. Um, over the the New Year's night, essentially, uh, it was revealed like the next day on January first. Um, That's a hell of a way to spend your New Year's. Yeah, and I'm and I'm sure they got in trouble for it. Uh, you said that you saw some stuff with people taking claim to it and whatnot. Yeah, initially I thought it was uh, Stevo from Jackass, but because uh, you know he was one of the first ones to take like a selfie with it. And I was like, huh, that seems like him, you know, after that SeaWorld stunt. Right. But uh, then I there was an article I came across where a couple had 
basically taken the uh, rap for it. They were both charged with misdemeanors. Oh, man. That's, uh, who who knows? I, I'm sure everyone wants to say that they were the one to do it. it. It looks like they just removed one of the panels on each of the O's and popped it into the center. No, they, it was actually sheets. Was that it? They had um, constructed and uh, they blacked out part of the uh, wor- the O's and then they uh, used oh. white sheets to connect the middle. Okay, I zoomed in on it now and I see what you're talking about. <coughs> yeah, it's white sheets and then they put like... Uh, Black sheets with peace signs and it, it actually had a statement on it. I don't remember what it was off the top of my head. Yeah, I can't even see it. It's too blurred out from the picture that I'm looking at. Yeah, it's definitely like a hippie statement. <laughs> I support it all the way. It's cool. Uh, it's Part hippie. But I do have to throw this out there. It is illegal to make unauthorized physical alterations to the sign, although the city hasn't occasionally allowed in the past for commercial purposes. Current policy does not permit such changes to be made. Uh, this is usually due to neighborhood opposition to past accidents. So Yeah. They uh, plus it's an area where there's a lot of homeless. Like they're trying to clean that up too. Like that used to be a spot where like the homeless would like camp out, basically camp out. You know. Yep. Uh, they there's been times where they have allowed it to be changed though. Uh, in 1977, uh, they changed it to Hollywood for Easter sunrise service viewable from the Hollywood Bowl. Just that's kind of nice, I guess. Um, oh. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, they had Go Navy when a group of midshipmen with permission uh, covered, di- or I'm sorry, the midshipmen made it say Go Navy uh, for the Army football Navy game. Um, yeah, there was, there was one time, this one probably wasn't allowed, where it said Oil War. Oh, God, yeah, that definitely was propaganda. <laughs> and then we got... Uh, propaganda. <laughs> or or uh, d- uh, uh, protest. Yeah, there you knew go. what I was going for. Yep, it took me a second. Um, the uh, Pineapple Express, man. Whoa. Yeah, right. There, there was another time. Go, go UCLA. Uh, they did it for the UCLA UCLA USC football game. So unsanctioned as well, right? Uh, the in- yeah, uh, the incident prompted a 1994 installation of a hundred thousand dollar security system with video surveillance and motion detectors. That was in, well, that hundred thousand dollars didn't work out well. They yeah, uh, they were charged with trespassing on that one. Well, I'm saying like if they invested that much after, I mean, right? People are still getting away with it. Seriously, I mean it's, I mean it's it's cool. I guess you get notoriety. You end up on the wiki page. <laughs> yeah, I mean, is it worth getting arrested for? I don't know. I mean, your name's up there. We're gonna forget about. We already forgot about you. I mean, right. We don't even know who you are. We're just mentioning the incident. Definitely. Uh, it's it, it's it's a little bit of history. I guess you could say that was me. Yeah. Yeah. You could point to it and be like, hey, uh, I had my, my little piece of history here. Yeah, yeah. Tell your grandkids about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But what would you... Do you have any ideas for the Hollywood side? I've been thinking about it. And uh, uh, what I would change it to? Yeah, I, I I couldn't come up with anything like that you could do with the actual letters. It seems like people got really creative though, and they just decided to do whatever they wanted. Yeah, I mean that's pretty hard. I'd have to actually sit down and look at it, and probably take some planning. I mean, it, these it looks like these guys just grabbed what two white sheets and like. Well, they that's more they're huge sections of sheets that are like sewn together i guess i'm, I'm a little scared of heights so i don't know if i'd be able to the hollywood uh, sign's huge man so i mean i only could imagine how many fucking sets of sheets they had there climbing up that thing oh man yeah that'd be that'd yeah. be a little harrowing i have to say so uh yeah, it looks like one part they didn't like uh tighten up nice it like uh was hanging like the other like parts of the sign had been like real nice and tight so you can tell but there was one part like of the black where it was like just like hanging loose like they gave up or they were worried about getting caught yeah it looked like they were a little wonky on the, on one side there <laughs> yeah couldn't couldn't quite pull it off um yeah. well that's one way to get in trouble um another way to get in trouble on the other side of the country well i don't, I don't know we'll see how this goes i'm not sure if people are actually going to get in trouble for this uh but in washington dc a group is passing out 4200 free joints at trump's inauguration Oh, 
That's a nice way to to lighten the mood. Yeah, so uh, I, I guess in Washington, D.C., it is legal to gift any amount of weed under an, a two ounces. Huh. So this... So we're the people walking around with less than two ounces each? Yeah, like, it's you're, it you're allowed to have it on your person. Um, and he's going to have, like, that many joints, which will, I, I guess it'll have to be under two ounces uh, total. But he's going to go ahead and hand them out to anyone who wants one. Um, and he's saying to light it up at four minutes and 20 seconds in to Trump's speech. Um, I don't think <sighs> it, I don't believe it's legal to smoke out in public. Smoke it in public. Yeah, I feel like that is not legal anywhere. Yeah. So in the United States anyway. So and it's not in protest or anything. It's just uh, I, I think he's saying he wants to he's from a pro marijuana advocacy group. But he um, just wants to make, like, I guess our new president aware that people like to smoke and it's legal in D.C. to to have on you. But if you're, it's kind of weird because if it's illegal to smoke, then you're kind of like breaking the law and getting in trouble to prove. I'm not sure what they're trying to prove, really. It's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean... Again, another type of statement. I mean, to each their own. Kind of feels like a waste of weed. Well, I mean, if people want it, then I'm sure it'd be nice. It's probably it's probably gonna make a lot of people happy that do smoke. Yeah, true. It's like a good. It's an act of kindness. Like a good act for the day. That's kind of more how weed. I. It's kind of more how I saw it. Is like this guy have some good karma, but he might end up getting arrested. Yeah, yeah. That's what I always worry about, man. I, I live in fear. You live in the free state. I live in the. The Nazi state. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't know if I call New York that that bad. There's worse states looking, when it comes to pull you over if you look funny. There's you, you can't even look at a cop. <laughs> there's um, there's states where it's worse. To, uh, no, like I know. Weed I know. charges definitely. Yeah, you go right to jail, <laughs> Texas. <clears throat> right, and I, I believe a lot of the border states of uh, places that have legalized, it, yeah, it's a lot harsher penalties. So. Yeah, well, New York already talked about tightening up the border of Massachusetts. They're all paranoid. So, uh, on January 20th, we'll see what happens with this, though. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if it gets covered or anything. Yes, it will. <laughs> now, our next story brings us all the way around the world. We're going to one of our favorite places to talk about, Australia. Hell yeah. Down under, baby. I'm a little fascinated with this place. Um... There's all the uh, poisonous things that are out there, the weird nature. Um, it's very, it's all very like unique. And one thing that I always found really cool was Uluru or Ayers Rock, I believe it used to be called. Huh. I'm not familiar with that at all. Yeah. It's the world's largest monolith. So it's just, it's a big rock. It's one big, huh. one big solid I've rock. I've never heard of it, but I mean, it is a rock. Yeah. Yeah, you'd have to be kind of interested. Like, I always found it on lists of, like, uh, world's biggest things, that kind of stuff. It's just like world's biggest rock. Come yep. take a look. Yep. Um, and if you go down Come under... Take a walk about, you'll find it. <laughs> pretty pretty much... Well, you're going to have to walk about pretty far to get to this rock. Walk about in a car? Drive about, maybe? It's, uh, fly about? You're going to have to fly about a little bit. Uh, it's about 200 miles from the nearest town. So, I mean... Oh, God. Maybe, but you're also, like, going out. I'm not sure what the road situation getting out to it is. From what I've seen on Google Maps, it looks like a lot of dirt roads, at least in that specific area, because it's in the middle of a large, uh, I want to say, national park, like Australian National Park. Not not the name like of it. a fun it, track, but dangerous as fuck. Yeah, you could always do the pl fly in and then take a, one of those small planes to 200 a... 200 miles from a hospital. Well, I mean, all those deadly fucking animals and plants, and I don't know if people climb it or like how it works. If you're allowed to at all, it looks pretty steep in terms of like getting. It's 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 got a large plateau on. Somebody's the top. climbed that rock. It's yeah. not it's not really a mountain because like you would think all oh, world's largest rock is a mountain, but like a mountain's composed of like all kinds of rocks. But this one's just like a big flat rock. Um and the the reason I'm bringing it up is because there's some really stunning pictures that have come out from uh, around Christmas time 
Uh, it got 23 centimeters of rainfall, uh, which I'm not sure what that equates to. I'm not going to do the math on it. Um, <laughs> but it's more rainfall than they usually get. It's like a record amount. Uh, and they got all that in 24 hours, which made this deluge of like water come down this huge rock. And there was a ton of waterfalls that just started coming off of the rock. And it, it looks really, really cool. There's a lot of good pictures there. Uh, maybe we can throw one of those up on Instagram uh, as like a shout out to yeah yeah to the world's largest monolith. Man, talk about like perfect timing for if you're a photographer, right? To be out there at that time. Oh, absolutely! <laughs> Whoever's pictures these are, they're absolutely stunning. I'm looking at yeah. it on Sky News, uh, uh, United Kingdom uh, news gathering organization. The uh, <laughs> I really want to get out there. It looks really cool. Uh, oh, yeah, it, man. It's, so visited, it's visited by half a million tourists each year. Huh. I would feel like it would have been more, but you know what? They are very fucking... They're very odd about people traveling there, and they don't fuck around. Yeah, it's... Uh, it, like I said, it's 200 miles out from the nearest large town, which is Alice Springs, and the rock's also... Oh, you, you mean Australian travelers visiting the rock. I'm not sure. Well, it's just tourists, so that could be anyone. I was thinking Australia having visitors in general... But yeah, they uh, they have really I know they have really tight border security. I was watching like a net thing oh, on yeah. Netflix. They had a an interesting show with Australian border security. It was pretty. Cool. Everybody knows the Johnny Depp scenario where he got in trouble. Oh yeah, him and his dogs. You got to declare your you got to declare your pets. Yeah, but I'm yeah. but I'm Jack Sparrow. <laughs> so what you don't want to do when you're flying into Australia is empty any of the contents of the toilet from the plane while in flight because you got to think about the people on the ground yeah that just seems like a dick thing to do now you're thinking jesse people don't do that that's not how that works there's not like a trap door on a plane where you just open it up and poop falls out but sometimes it does happen as we will tell you now (laughs) In, uh, actually, I'm not sure where this happened. I want to say it was Massachusetts. Um, Oh, no, I'm sorry. Salt Lake City. In Salt Lake City, uh, this woman who lives kind of on a flight path, I I guess, um, she walked out one day to find poop all over her car, all over her front lawn. (laughs) And she has a white car, too. To make matters oh, even worse. What a perfect canvas. So it's very apparent. She thought it was birds, you know, flying by because, like, there's, like, migrations and stuff during, you know. But this was definitely not bird poop. She's very, very aware that this is human. Oh, man. I just feel like you need to call in, like, a disease containment scenario <laughs> where it needs to be cleaned up with chemicals. Like, ugh. That shit ain't right. I'm just going to say that- it. Oh, God, no. So, we feel for this woman. I guess what happens, and I read into this, because I'm like, are planes just, like, emptying their shit? And, like, what I guess what happens is sometimes the uh, liquid, the chemical that is used uh, to, I guess, absorb the waste, it can leak out of the uh, apparatus that they keep it inside of, and it'll freeze with the waste on the underside of the plane. And then when they drop back down in altitude, it will def like de or thaw, I guess defreeze. And, uh, it'll drop the waste as it is becomes unfrozen. Thawed. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's fucking gross. So that's, I'm, Just I'm guessing clumps of it. I'm guessing Ugh. that's what happened with this lady, man, except she got a good amount of it. Apparently. how long have they not emptied that fucking thing i don't know yeah i'm wondering if that's the case if it's like oh you leave it for too long it'll start to burst yeah that's what i'm wondering is like maybe they weren't fucking doing their part they were just like quick interchanging the flights oh man last all day poop poop (laughs) plane you gotta watch out for it yep you're carrying too much weight Right? Human fecal matter. Now, this last story is a special one because this is this is someone that I would like to put up for 
a nomination of green team. Now, as always, we uh, have to both agree on whether or not someone makes the green team. <coughs> uh, and Matt has the final say. So I will present exactly. The, I will present the story. I wanted to uh, try and find our. And I will judge. I wanted to try and find our other green team member's name, but I can't seem to find my notes right now to give him a shout out. We'll have to. Uh, oh man, yeah, I forgot who he was. We'll have to. We'll have to post him up there. It was a while ago. Man. Oh, actually, I found it. His name was uh, Napoleon Harris. He was a uh, former NFL player, uh, pizza shop owner who uh, stopped a robbery uh, that was going on. Oh yes. On. Um, which was pretty yep. cool. Yeah, yeah. So let's see if this Definitely guy can join guy. the ranks of Napoleon Harris on the green team. Um, man hanging unconscious by backpack on Arapaho Basin chairlift is cut down by friend in harrowing rescue. Hmm. Okay. How high? <laughs> um, it's pretty high. It's it's at least uh like a, I'd say thirty. Like high chairlift, and the guy's like hanging almost halfway. Like his feet are probably at the 15 foot mark, so he's probably got a 15 foot fall from where his feet are. But he's up there, and he's hanging from his backpack off this chairlift. Huh. Um, that sucks. This man named Mickey Wilson uh, climbed this uh, the lift pole where it's in the ground, shimmied like I think they said 30 feet to uh across the cable to the chair and then cut the guy down while he was hanging from his backpack um and and they also mentioned hey shout out to the ski lift people here because they threw him a knife and he caught it perfectly so it was just sounds like some kind of 80s movie right like the kid got put up there by a bully like a bully just like hung that kid up on like the edge of like the lift like, in some weird way, like, clipped him to it, and he was like, ha ha, nerd! <laughs> like, they're like, stop the lift! <laughs> like, the, the, like, main good guy of the movie, like, comes in, rescues the day. Right. His buddies throw him the knife. Well, I mean, this this one was a little more serious than that, just because the dude was choking. He was literally being hung. Like, ha, sucks to be that nerd. <laughs> fucking, <laughs> oh my god, ruthless, cold, cold on the ski lift. It's cold on the East Coast right now. I can't help it. <laughs> Your cold the heart has reached my heart. That's how it is. Yeah, I guess it's easier to when you're to be nicer if it's sixty degrees out. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, man. Say it again. Why don't you say it again? Fuck it. I mean, sixty you're just degrees. Just gonna keep rubbing it. So rubbing. Uh, this guy Mickey Wilson shimmies across, catches the knife, cuts him down. The video's pretty cool i mean you don't there's not too much of him actually there's pictures of him shimmying but they didn't take video until he was like cutting the guy down so yeah he's a professional I'm gonna, uh slack liner. i'm gonna i'm gonna say the Dr- final judgment roll, please the verdict is in he's on he's good Woo! he's green green material that's awesome. So we have he's a, like a, he's an '80s hero to me. I don't know, like he just he seems like cinematic hero. He even has like he even kind of has like an '80s uh, character name, Mickey Wilson. See, man, and there's that, that '80s Mickey song. Oh, the Hey Mickey, you're so fine. Yeah, boom. <laughs> oh, he's man. the Mickey they were talking about. That that must have been it. They they foretold. That that Mickey of the Green Team would be uh, <laughs> would be cut cutting people down, saving them. It's pretty crazy because I've always wondered if you'd be able to do that, and he proved that you could. He answered a lot of questions that day. Oh my god! Like, is this guy gonna live? Yeah, you got to move quick when their uh, airflow has been cut off. Yes, yeah, <laughs> that nerd's right? turning blue. It's not from the cold. <laughs> Oh, uh, man. So that's it for news. That's uh, that's all we got, and I'm glad we got a new addition to the green team. It's been a while. So uh, cool to be man. building it up. Yeah, I always love when we get somebody that's quality green team member. Hell and, yeah. Uh, I think it's time to move from green to green. We're going to step into the green corner. Fight! All right. So... It's been a little bit since we've done a green corner. Um, a lot's happened. So uh, it's been a bit, but I'm going to start off covering UFC 207. 
it was uh, the last pay-per-view for a little bit, I think, that's going to be worth talking about, honestly. Um, so we'll get right into it. We started out, the uh, first event on the main card was Louis Smoka versus Ray Borg. A flyweight bout. Um, both of these guys are newcomers somewhat. Um, we're looking at 13th and 12th ranked um, as far as the flyweight ranking system is so they're so they're they're coming to the top but okay. they're, they're still in the back but they're both young as hell uh, lewis is uh 25 and ray is only 23 oh wow yeah now, that that is fairly young usually you'd find fighters in there like a lot of room to grow there 30s. a lot of you know i mean changing gyms you know studying other ways i mean it's there's there's a lot of room for growth when you're that young and uh to be already headlining you know in ufc at that age phew, couldn't be a better start. Yeah. So th- this was this was a pretty good match. Um, these guys are very fast. Um, both of them, they're great athletes. Ray Borg though dominated the whole match. Um, basically kept Smolka on the ground at all points and was always advancing to a better position. Um, constantly trying to go for the back. Lewis did land some strikes here and there. Um, when they would get back up. Um. <sighs> I mean, it just didn't work out for him. It really didn't. Ray Borg was just on fire tonight, and uh, <laughs> can't stop. He can't stop. He just he put him into this this triangle a couple times, and uh, was choking him. And uh, he had this choke one time so tight that I thought he was gonna tap. I thought Smoka was gonna tap, but you got to give it to Smoka. He he somehow pulled out of this tight tight choke, man, and uh, got back up. But again, got brought back to the ground, and uh, I mean, it, it's just, it, there was no hope for him. Uh, Ray Borg won unanimously, um, decision. Wow. And uh, he's going to keep going on. That's Ray Borg impressive. has a record of 12-2, and two, man, not for nothing. But Lewis, he's got an 11-3, so they're both, you know, they're both pretty good fighters, and that's why they're both, you know, on the verge of top 10 in the flyweight division. I mean, that's yeah. it sounds like a hell of a matchup, though, you know, between these two uh <laughs> Uh, I, I'd call him up and come. This is the future. Yeah, yeah. This is the future, man. This is what we're going to see in the next three or four years. You're going to see these guys headlining. Keep your eye maybe on Maybe moving them. up weight. You know, you never know. Guys are shifting weight classes these days left and right. So you never know what we'll see. Right. And, and um, with fly, next, like you said, with fly rate, there's room, a lot of room to grow. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Most of the time these guys do grow. Um, I believe Ray Borg actually... Missed his weight by three pounds on this. He's uh, so they're projecting that he's going to be a little bigger. Like he's only 23, so usually guys that age they put on bulk and, and put on a few pounds. So they think he's going to have to move up. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, but either way, it, it great fight. Um, just not for Smolka. <laughs> Poor Hawaiian. <laughs> his nickname is the Last Samurai. I always thought that was kind of cool. <laughs> Total nerd. And I can dig that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so the, the second fight coming into the main card, um, we had a welterweight fight. Uh, Dunyoung Kim versus Tarek Safadine, which uh, both are well-known fighters. They've been around for a while. Um, Kim's been fighting since 2004. Um, he's Korean. Um, Safadine has been fighting since 2007. So... Um, we're, we're talking guys that have known, been around a while. Um, Safadine's from Belgium, by the way. Um, okay. This was this was another this was a, a pretty close fight here. Um, both guys they were really banging it out. Um, so Kim took the win, okay, basically, and it was kind of I I don't know it was a tough call. I really felt like Tarek had been the better fighter in the event. Um, the only reason that Kim had gotten the win is because he was the constant aggressor. He was constantly moving forward. Um, I feel that Tarek had better hits, harder hits, um, out-wrestled him. Every time Kim would push him up to the cage, which happened commonly, um, Tarek would quickly get out of it. Any scenario, basically, that Kim brought him into. On the ground or against the cage. Slick. Standing, any of it. Yeah, yeah. Um... Tarek and had more hits in the beginning of the fight. Um, they equaled out almost towards the end, but again, the judges felt that the constant aggression should give Kim the win. I don't know, tough one to call, but it's up to the judges, you yep. know. So Kim gets the win, um, which is good because I mean Kim's been around a while, but he hasn't really been able to make a wave in the welterweight division. Um, 
which he's getting older, 35. I mean, he's only got a couple years left to fight. You know, Safadine is only 30. He's still got a little bit left in him, you know? Yep, very true. What what would you say is, like, the average age they kind of clock out at? Uh, Anywhere from, like, you know, it could be anywhere from, like, 30, honestly. Uh, But really, realistically, a fighter would want to hope, like, 32 to 38. But, I mean... You have fighters that are fighting up to their 50s now and, and all that. I mean, Mirko just retired, which I'm going to talk about, and he's like 46. Okay. Because that's, yeah. that's almost what I was picturing is if you can Mirko keep your – Mirko man. If you, if you take care of yourself, you could easily keep fighting until your 40s. Yeah, and juicing. Juicing too, man, which is hard because they, they've they got a huge crackdown on uh, all like – substance abuse you know in the ufc and mma in general now right so constant testing and making sure nobody's using any type of human enhancement or any type of drug like that don't don't want any of that so moving into the next fight the third fight was a nice talked about um fight that actually has a tie-in to the main co-event TJ Dillashaw versus John Lineker this was a really really good fight explosive um, a lot going on in this fight. Um, very, very hard hitting. Uh, this was probably my second favorite fight of the night. Okay. TJ Dillashaw, he's been around for a long time now. He was the uh, Ultimate Fighter season fourteen winner. Um, well, not winner. He was the last. He was a finalist. He lost to John Dotson, who's another guy running around. But TJ Dillashaw has been making a lot more waves. Um, he's a former champion. I will say about John, John Lineker in this this match, he had a jaw steal. He kept taking hits like no tomorrow. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's did, that's one defense, I guess. He's on medical leave now for a broken jaw, though. So it literally wasn't broken a uh, jaw steal. It's just his pain threshold was through the roof. Yeah. Like, Ugh. um, Dillashaw just had perfect timing. Um, just kept nailing his, you know, his, uh, combos you know just basically wrecking his jaw smashing this dude with full power um great submission attempts you know Lineker successfully got out of him but I mean it just overall Dillashaw just all over the place very very dominating um unanimous decision he he wins um I mean it was it wasn't even a close one like 30-26 and was two judges and the other one was like 30, 27, I believe. So when there are a couple points off like that, that's a pretty good. Yeah, that's that's when you know it was close. All the judges are on the same page, you know. I mean, which is hard because they're all coming from different places and whatnot. Right. Um. Yeah. Just Dillashaw had control the whole time, man. Oh my god. Uh. And also Dillashaw now bumps up. He has the third most wins in the bantamweight division. Um. Of all time at ten. Oh wow. Um. Yeah. He's he's only behind Uriah Faber and uh, Dominic Cruz. Who Dominic Cruz is in the next fight of the night. And Dominic Cruz is a hell of a guy too. Um. I'm a big fan of Dominic. He's been around for a long, long time. Very little losses in his career. Um. I think he only has one loss in the UFC at all. And uh. Now it's two, unfortunately, because he, he uh, lost his belt to Cody Garbrandt, man. Cody Garbrandt coming out of nowhere, a rookie, um, takes the belt, the Bantamweight champion, man. And, I mean, this kid's on fire. Now he's an 11-0 streak on top of being champion. Also, now he's he's bumped up to pound-for-pound lists. Like, he wasn't on the list at all now. Now he's six, man, in oh, the wow. world. Pound-for-pound best uh, MMA fighter. Damn. That's insane. That's man. impressive. This, the kid is young as could be and has the world by the balls. You know, <laughs> um, talk about such a great fight. I actually sent you that snap of him the other day, um, where he threw his hands up on his hips, just kind of mocking Cruz. Um, you know, he he was just like, "Come on, what's what's going on?" Putting his hands on his hips, like just shrugging, like while he's standing, you know, right to Dominic, like. There was a point where he did a push-up. He dropped to the ground and did a push-up real quick. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just... he's. This is the next Conor McGregor. I'm he's telling having, you right he's now. He's having fun in there. Yeah, this is... I'm telling you, this is the next superstar. This kid is on fire. Um, going out of the last match, um, fucking TJ Dillashaw was talking shit like, 
this bullshit. You you know, I should be getting the title ch- you know, the title shot. Um, you're handing me like fifth and sixth, con- you know, ranking guys, and then you know, I'm not fighting for the title. Blah blah blah. blah. And you know, he he was pitching about Cody getting the shot too because Cody's young and uh, Cody and TJ also used to be. Um, teammates too, so there's a little hostility ah. there. TJ made like a bitter exit from his team, so okay. I mean, there's a little bit of an issue there. Um, so at the so basically, anyway, going back, TJ's talking shit about Dominic. At the end of this fight, Cody uh, does this little conference, you know, in the, the Octagon conference, and uh, fucking, he was like, TJ Dillashaw, come try me, motherfucker. So <laughs> I'm hoping this match happens, man, because this is. Uh, I'm putting my money on Cody, without a doubt. What he did to Dominic Cruz was just out of control. So let me just go backtracking. I went completely over the match. <laughs> Dominic Cruz is known for his footwork. He has beautiful, you know, he's just all over the place. He's uh, he's quick, powerful. Um, he grew up street fighting. He has a he has a, a rough background. Um, he's been fighting for a long time. He's been on top for a very very long time. Um, he was out for five years, too, as well, I should say. Like, uh, he, he had the title, the Bantamweight title, his first run, and he had to forfeit it because he was out for surgeries. He had three different ACL surgeries in the course of five years. Oh, damn. Yeah, um, I guess one time he had uh, taken an implant from a cadaver, and it, his body didn't take two, so Ooh, he had an infection, had to take it out. Yeah, that leads to big time out. Um, usually that would be end of a career type deal, but man, Dominic Cruz came back. Um, and I mean, you know, I think he was just a little off his game. He went into this talking so much shit in the the press conferences and Cody didn't do, you know, too bad. He didn't, he didn't go over control handling the rebound. And then in the ring, it was a complete torment. Cody just taunting and just out striking. And it, it, Dominic changed his like whole persona right away like he was just he became fearful you could see it which is so unlike a guy that grew up in a street fighting environment he maybe felt Fucking, out outmatched yeah i would say this is like this pay-per-view in general was just like shocking and surprising to a lot of people you know um yep a lot I mean, let's, let we, a lot of things came huh? out of it oh yeah oh yeah i mean well, before I move on to the the biggest shocking event of fucking UFC news right now, um, let's just mention that uh, Cody Garbrandt, another reason to love this guy, is um, he's been carrying this little guy around with him. I think he's like 8 to 10 years old. His name is Maddox Maple, and he, uh, this kid was diagnosed at 5 years old with leukemia. Damn. And uh, he carries this kid around and everything, and uh, he made him a promise that you know if he won the belt, he would give him the real belt and get a... a plastic replica for himself and sure enough man he wins the belt they put it on him he takes it right off and puts it on this little kid oh that's sweet yeah i thought that was a real nice like thing you know and it's like he he's like brought this kid through conferences like he's always with him like introducing him to like famous people and stuff it's like really nice that's that's really good it's good to see uh fighters with a heart yeah so like before i said conor mcgregor i mean like conor mcgregor status like fame like i think this guy's gonna go somewhere and uh he, he's only 25 years old and he's the bantamweight champion of the world number six pound for pound fighter he's got a lot ahead of him um he could be fighting a variety of people most likely it will be dillashaw though and i think that would draw out the crowds for a good pay-per-view fight yeah that would, that would definitely be one that'd be worth watching yeah yeah all right so we might as well move along real quickly just as quick as the fight Amanda the Lioness Nunes. I'm giving you 45 seconds. Rowdy, Ronda, Rousey. I'm giving you 45 seconds. That's it. I think it was 48 seconds, wasn't it? I don't know. 45 to 48 seconds, we're going to say here at American Slacker, is about how long Ronda Rousey lasted in her last fight of 2016. Could be the last fight of her career because her mom wants her to retire. That's been in the news. Her mom's made a public statement that she wants her to retire after the smashing that the Lioness put on her. Now, a lot of people, you know, been talking shit. Um, I, I seem like I'm talking shit there, but I'm not. Um, Ronda just came out of a tough fight. Her last fight, she lost. You know, I mean, it was it was pretty bad. Um, losing the championship. She wanted to take a break from the media, from all the, the you know, the training and stuff. Well, that, that showed, that ring rust showed. Um, That's it. A lot of things. That's it. Huh? That, that was 48 seconds. 
Oh, you, I know, right? You, I should be length... talking about it longer than the match. <laughs> uh, yeah, that should be the new rule. Yeah. I'll speed talk it. Like, right? You can only do it for as long as the short match lasts. Yeah, yeah, fucking. Poor Rhonda, man. But let's not get too caught up on her being poor Rhonda. She made $3 million on this, whereas Amanda Nunez only had $100,000 coming into the contract and a $100,000 bonus win. So oh, she wow. won $200,000, and Ronda got her ass beat and took away $3 million. Jeez. Also, the advertisements and promos all covered Ronda. They didn't even feature huh. Amanda at all. Well, that's probably, why you're, that's probably why you're seeing a lot of the hate that you're seeing online now. Oh, yeah, and Amanda was quite rude at the end of her, you know, she did her uh, Octagon interview, and she was very rude. She uh, was saying, Ronda Rousey isn't shit, Uh, why are you people even talking about Ronda? She's nobody, I beat everybody, like, she was all, like, cocky and stuff. I mean, hey, she just came out of, like, beating the, the, like, most dominant female athlete of all time, you know, I mean, eh, I guess, I guess the adrenaline's flowing, you can't hold it, but... She has posted some shit on social media, keeping the same pace. So I mean, she's just aggressive. She's a lion. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's it's good to see her uh, see her winning. It's good to see. I, I like yeah. I like when there's a variety of winners and it's not like a superstar. Yeah, she's the first like openly gay uh, female athlete in the uh, UFC as well. So that's, oh, that's cool. I didn't know, know that. That's awesome. Yeah, um, maybe champion. Maybe not in UFC. In champion, probably. Okay. Um, but either way, um, yeah, uh, she's actually talking about maybe making a run for the featherweight title, um, which would be quite interesting. Um, that's a new title that's opening up in the women's division with um, Holly Holm and who's the other girl? We'll get a back check on it. Either way, it's, it's new division. They're opening it up. That's the next pay-per-view. That's the headlining fight, which makes me a little nervous because that's not much of a fight for a headliner. Jermaine Durandamy. Um, is who Holly Holm is going to be fighting for the the inaugural title. Um, okay. But Nunez is already talking about taking a look at that for her second title and pulling a Conor McGregor. Which, I check, you can't put it past her, man. No. The, the combo she used to put Ronda away was devastating. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, that's comparable to any of Conor's finishes, without a doubt. It's it's always a little disappointing, though, when when the rounds last, like, or when the whole match lasts like forty Man, seconds, you know. You're talking to a Ronda fan. Like I, I was in the highest hopes that Ronda would come back, take her belt back, and and show everybody up. But nope. And uh, everybody jumped on the hate train right away. I haven't seen like this much jumping on a celebrity in a while. Man. What, yeah, what everyone sucks loves is to like, hate. Oh yeah, oh yeah. What sucks about this losing streak is like all the deals dry up, like. She was going to do a remake of Roadhouse. That's not happening now. Um, there was a few things in the plans that she was going to do, and uh, the movies aren't going to happen. Even I heard that the WWE isn't going to take her now because she's no longer a main star. Oh, man. Well, yeah, I, th- I feel like that'd be a step down anyway. Yeah, she has a ton of money either way. Ronda pulled in enough money from all the advertising and, and sponsorship and all that. Psh. Yep. I mean, let's not cry for Ronda. Yeah. <laughs> right? So we got an update on Brock Lesnar as well. Brock Lesnar got uh, he got tagged. He was actually doping, which, I mean, you never guess with the size of that fucking monster. Um, but not too, he only got a wrist slap. He's only out for a year. Um, he'll be back in July, which year is vacation. good to see. Yeah, he got a little bit of a vacay, which he's not he's not really. hes I believe he's over in WWE making a fortune. <laughs> he's like their main star or something. Um, so he's probably getting paid like crazy on his little break. He'll come back and make a fortune for UFC because he's like, you know, second to Conor McGregor. Yep. As far as their stars go. Um, I'm glad to see it. He's entertaining to me. Um, yeah. He's not entertaining to everybody, though. Um, Mark Hunt's not pleasant. The guy that... Brock Lesnar last fought and had beaten in a unanimous decision. <laughs> oh, man. Um, Mark Hunt is uh, getting a little crazy. Um, he's he's getting 42 years old, too, so he's get, he's old to be fighting. But he's tired of fighting people that are juicing. He's tired of fighting people when he doesn't, he doesn't use any type of enhancement or anything like that. He doesn't want to have to deal with that. He doesn't want to be outnumbered. 
So basically, he's got a fight coming up um, next March. He's going to be fighting Alistar Overeem, who has been known to use some enhancing drugs. He's another monster. Um, he's actually beaten Brock Lesnar. Um, he's he's a big guy and uh, very sculpted. So I mean, and you always question when you see a, a gentleman that's very sculpted and uh, aggressive, <laughs> gigantic. I would say, yeah, gigantic. Needless to say, like a monster. Um, so yeah, Mark Hunt's basically agreeing to sue everybody that fucking he fights if they get caught doping. And he said if the UFC won't back him, he'll provide his own lawyer. Um, Brock Lesnar took a $250,000 fine, um, but he made $2 million on that fight. So it really, it was only, you know, 10% of his earnings or whatever. Not really that big of a deal. <laughs> yeah. I mean, actually, that money didn't even go to Hunt. It, was, it went to, like, the uh, anti-doping council. <laughs> So it didn't huh. even benefit him, but but he's uh, definitely well, he's just not doing it on the moral that. stance then. Yeah, he's like, fuck this, I'm I'm done. Like, I'm a natural fucking Samoan, and fucking not gonna put up with this crap. Huh. <laughs> um, one of the big things that was underput, like uh, Mike Goldberg, who is Joe Rogan's broadcast partner, actually exited the UFC um, on on UFC 207, and it wasn't even mentioned really. Like he didn't even really say anything on the air. Um, they didn't really talk about it in the UFC besides Dana White um, confirming it at a press conference that week. Mike Goldberg has been with the UFC for 19 years. December wow. of '97, he started broadcasting alongside Rogan. Damn. So he's been there forever, and this with the merger, you know, that UFC was bought out for $4 billion, there's new heads, they want to shape things a little differently, they're going to get rid of him and bring in a new person. Joe Rogan has signed on for another year extension, but I know he's not going to be happy without Mike Goldberg. Mike Goldberg was his goofy little cheerleader type deal. It's color Goldberg commentary, really didn't know his. He was known for making mistakes. Um commenting on MMA. He even did uh, NFL one time, and it was like a, a sideshow. Like, oh, I guess no. he was like, it was a mockery of how he was calling plays. He had no clue what he was saying. And uh, they put him on good. fucking television. Poor guy. That sucks. I always thought he was interesting. I thought he was the perfect partner for Rogan. Um, Rogan was very factual to the key, and this guy was just a goofball that could do it properly. Damn. Well, that sucks. And I know you said Joe Rogan's uh, Wondering where or how it's going to turn out for him. He only did a, a what two year contract or something? Or no, he has he has a one year. One year, okay. Yeah, yeah. Since the new owners took over. Yep, yep. Um, and the last thing I wanted to talk about, of course, was uh, I was talking about Mirko Krokop, one of the most infamous MMA fighters of all time, Croatian descent motherfucker. The guy, just before retiring, had just won an open weight Grand Prix tournament. Which, basically, it was he won four rounds, and three of the fights took place within the span of three days. Oh, wow. And I was wrong, he's 42 years old. But still, that's not bad for a 42-year-old man, fucking fighting three people like that. Um, I guess one of the guys he fought was a big um, sumo wrestler, and he won with like a single knee to the sternum. Oh wow! Just yeah. Need him in the gut. Yeah, just need him in the gut real hard. Did like a flying knee or something. Jeez. Fucking crow cop knee. <laughs> That's crazy. It's a new one. You gotta have uh, a lot yeah, of stamina to do it for three days. Which is odd, you know. He's he's definitely he's retired tw- twice before, I believe. So we'll see if he's really retired this time, but. His body might be giving up on him. Who knows? Right. He's been uh, he's been fighting for a long time, and he's done many tournaments before. It's it's crazy, you know. Sad to see him go, but maybe it's time. Yeah, it's good. Uh, good to hear he's gonna be uh, enjoying his retirement. Yeah, I think they deserve that after what they put through in the oh, race. Oh man, <laughs> hell yeah! And the years of entertainment, man. Everybody knows about Crow Cop. All right. So now we're uh, we're getting into a uh, segment that we haven't done in a while. Uh, we did it on one of our first few episodes, I believe. Uh, we had a music segment where we su- yeah. suggest some bands to you that we've been listening to. Yeah, that was on one of our first, yeah. Yeah, and um, t- the uh, band that I would like to suggest is uh, called I Am The Avalanche. They're a band out of Brooklyn, New York. Um, they've been doing stuff since, I believe, I think their first album came out in 2005. 
Um, so they've oh wow they've been around a little bit been around for a while they've uh, done Warp Tour uh, Bamboozle Festival they toured with Bayside Halifax Census Fail uh, Brand New um, Four Years Strong uh, Paramore list goes on um, so if you like any of those bands they're they're um, harder uh, we're listening to them uh, Matt uh, what what do you think of them. Oh, I, I really like them. They're a band that you actually hooked me on uh, a month or two ago. That song, Green Eyes, they have, I really dig. Yeah, that, Green Eyes is a really good song of theirs. Um, Brooklyn Dodgers is another good one. Uh, what we're going to do today is play you a clip from I Took a Beating, which um, I'm trying to remember which one of their albums that came off of. I'm, lo- I'm trying to look for their discography here. Uh, I think it was their, I want to say it was their self-titled album. If I if I had to okay. take a guess, um, it's it's a little bit harder, and it's I don't know it's one of those songs I like to rock out to in the car. <laughs> so uh, yeah, here's 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 I took a beating uh, by I am the So uh, that's that's I am the Avalanche. They're they're pretty cool. I uh, they're they're definitely one of the ones that I keep cycling through on YouTube. I got to use something else besides YouTube to listen to music. I'm pretty bad for that. Well, it's easy. I, that's where I listen to a lot of mine too when I'm home. Um, it's good, you know, and it, it kind of like will track your history and like you can just leave it going sometimes on its own, you know, whatever. Right. Make your playlist. My, you know, my mix. You want. So yeah, uh, ch- yeah, check out I am the Avalanche. I believe they're they just finished a tour. Um, so they're still active and they're still doing stuff. Um, their most recent thing that you can check out is actually later this month in Williamsburg, uh, Brooklyn. It's on the 23rd of January. It's at the Music Hall of Williamsburg. And there's tickets on sale now. You can check out their website. I'm the AvalancheNYC.com. Yeah, that's a, they're a really good band, man, to listen if you're just chilling, you know, like you said, driving. They're good driving, you know. Yeah, definitely. Just chilling out, good mood or whatever. They're uh if you want to get pumped up or if you're like angry or anything, they're a good one too. I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's that's funny because the band I'm bringing will definitely be fitting if you're feeling like getting angry. <laughs> um, <laughs> the band I'm bringing is a four-piece metalcore, deathcore, hardcore type band. They're not as bad as they sound though. Like you know, that sounds off-putting if you're not a a harder rock fan. Monument of a Memory. Now, these guys are a newer band. Um, I believe they formed in 2014. Their first release was in 2015. They've officially got an EP going now, um, recently, that's on iTunes available, which I have. Uh, the song I'm choosing is from this. It's uh, EP is called Catharsis. Um, okay. Now, this band, they're amazing. Coming from Jersey, they, just, they have such melody and... Um, Aggression, I, I needless to say, in their songs. Um, it, it just reminds me of uh, a lot of the, the music that I would listen to when I was younger. I was uh, definitely into the hardcore, you know, and the screamo-type scene. Like, I loved all that music. This is a little harder than that, but again, the melodies are suiting, so they make up for it with me. Um, but they they played on stage with uh, Devil Wears Prada, Parkway Drive, um, We Came as Roman, we came as Roman. We came as Romans. <laughs> hey, I'm Ro- hey, I'm Roman. <laughs> I've seen them multiple times. That's that's a disappointment to myself. Nice to meet you. I'm Roman. Roman, back the fuck off. Um, this is my time on the mic. <laughs> Upon a burning body. The list goes on. They've actually been around uh, quite a few headlining bands. Um, so anyway, the song I'm playing is called Hold Fast. Uh, again, the melody in this song is what caught me. I saw an ad actually, like on Facebook or something, like they boosted an ad, and I actually caught it, and. Uh, the song only has a couple thousand plays, and it's amazing. Um, check it out. Uh, here we go. Let's get right into it. Woo. I am 
end. I hope that melody suited you. Um, like it suited me. I really, I, I can't get enough of the song. It's on a few of my playlists actually. Check them out on iTunes. Like I said, Monument of a Memory. That song was called Hold Fast. If you want to check them out on Facebook, they're Monument New Jersey. Um, I think that's a tag basically across the line on Instagram and, and Twitter at Monument NJ. They're, yeah, they're, check them they're out cool. If you're into the harder influence. I, uh, I I dig it because it's I find it's tougher for me to find harder harder stuff. You know, I it I often stumble upon stuff like. I am the avalanche, or I don't know. I, I, I don't have any other on the top of my off the top of my head, but um, I I liked this one when you brought when you brought them to me and I was listening to them. I I could really get behind it and really get into it. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's it's refreshing to find a, a harder band again. You know, it's like actually not the stereotypical follow through. You know, there's a lot of terrible ones. I'm not a five finger death punch type of guy. Right, and uh, and I mean, some people might not like. I, I'm not sure I've ever even heard Five Finger Death Punch myself, but uh, I'm sure you have. Oh, uh, it haunts me. Um, the but that that's what we're hoping with this segment is that we're bringing new suggestions that maybe might be out of your element that you might end up liking. Who knows? Yeah, that is our hopes. Hopes and dreams, baby. Let's close it out on that. Oh, yeah. This is the end of the show. This is where we do our plugs. This is all the fun stuff. Ah, this is the fun stuff. Hey, well, let's say thank you guys for listening, for tuning in any and each time you do, if you subscribed or not, whatever. You're hearing our voice right now. Thank you. Please try we appreciate it. Please try and give us reviews if you liked it. Uh, five stars. Always appreciate it on iTunes. Yes, yes. Um, if you want to check us out on our social media, American Slacker Podcast. Um, dot wordpress.com no no ah uh, take that out american slacker dot wordpress.com simply the ah uh, that's an admin control we don't want you in there fucking with our settings it's, yeah it's, forget i said that it's not like american slacker podcast a a a a dot wordpress.com american slacker podcast dot wordpress.com also if you want to check us out facebook or instagram american slacker podcast get at us Oh, yeah. We are also on Twitter at A-M-E-R-S-L-K-R podcast. And Reddit is the same, A-M-E-R-S-L-K-R podcast. And we get to add Patreon to our plugs now because we got that up and going. Yes. Again, it's just the way for you guys if you want to contribute to us in developing new material, new content, um, new merchandise, just bringing more to the show to entertain you guys in general. Absolutely. And uh, one of the things we do offer is if you contribute uh, at least a dollar, um, we will give you a shout-out, which someone already did before we even got like our l- official yeah. launch going. Surprise. It's pretty cool. Um, the people yeah. that gave us a dollar that we'd like to thank are – they're called Pluto Moved On Podcast, and they are a podcast network. Uh, they feature gaming, other topics. Um like I said, they have a gaming channel called Beep Boop. Uh, they have Deep Thoughts, which is rambling conversations, uh, and Rough Draft, which is uh, three teachers discussing classroom-related topics. So uh, give them give them a, uh, a little bit of love here on American Psycho Podcast. <laughs> we appreciate. That's not the only love we got to give out, though. Oh yeah, we got, we also got to throw out a shout out to our buddy Josh from New Jersey. Or Jer- Jersey Josh, yeah, New- right? Jersey Josh, as he likes to be dubbed. Um, this guy's he's a great guy. We got a chance to talk with him. You will be hearing more from him on our show very soon. Um, but he has his own podcast, the Unconventional Podcast. Um, he covers MMA, NFL, and current events. Um, so if you like Green Honestly, Corner, you'll probably like the Unconventional Podcast. You'll definitely like it. The guy's more factual. He'll bring you some real logistics to the shit. Um, better with statistics than I am. I like to make fun with it at the same time. He will stick to the books and let you know everything. He dives in deep. Um, just from listening to his episodes for a one-man show, it's really entertaining, especially if you're a buff of MMA, NFL, or you just want to hear what's going on in current events. Yeah, hell yeah. With a, with a twist on it. I'm happy I'm happy we got a chance to talk to him. He's a really cool guy, and uh, hopefully we'll have him on here soon. That's That's the plan. Yeah, yeah. So check him out on iTunes, um, the Unconventional Podcast. Yeah, um, that's pretty much it. That's all we got for you. Yeah, yeah. I think um, I think it's the appropriate time. It's that time again. That's it. There you go. Ha. <laughs>
<laughs> Suspense. Gotta hold them. <laughs> show you how to say slacker and again slacker well done see you soon